John is funny. Our church grew bigger, our pastor grew smaller. Nice. I love that. Hey, I just wanted to, before we get started, bring your attention actually to the to my left, your right, forward in faith. We're able to uh, continue to make that grow, and that's going to continue to grow towards uh, the new building, and we're going to be moving into that as quick as we can, and so we're excited about that. I, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked, um, you know, I had you say no fear in this next year. That's important. I mean, I know that's just a phrase and that's just a sentence, but really life and death is in what we, what we say, what we speak. And a lot of what we believe out of the, come on, the Bible says this, what a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And, and out of what our heart, the mouth speaks and all of those different things that the Bible talks about. And so we need to be able to line ourselves up with what God is saying even though we don't feel like it, come on. Sometimes we don't feel like we're not afraid. We might feel afraid, but because we have God on our side, we don't have to be afraid. Do you hear that? There's a lot of things that can happen, but as soon as, you know, as my kids were growing up, as soon as I was on the scene, not that I'm somebody or Superman or anything, but their, their fear is dwindled because the authority of what comes in there, he will protect us, is here. Can I say to you that he that protects you is here. You don't have to be afraid. I want to talk this morning about time. I want to, and next week, I was so excited because I got to talk with Furman a little bit before service. And I, I asked the Lord this morning, I said, Father, this is what I believe you're telling me to speak. But I'd love to just see, you know, every time, don't you like sometimes if God just confirms that? And he shared a scripture and I just looked at it yesterday and I was working on next week's message and stuff. And then I'm like, yes, it just my whole spirit just like, I'm going to talk next week about it's just going to be called big because God is big. And sometimes we want to put God in this little tiny thing right here. And God's much bigger than that. And we're going to talk about those kind of things. So the reason is, is for us to go forward, we got to realize our place in this big kingdom. And how big our God is. Today I want to talk about time. I want to talk about just time in itself. To get where God wants us to go and to be who God wants us to be, we got to take some steps to get to that direction. Abraham and all, you're going to have to go here. You've dwelt here long enough. You need to go over there. So there's going to be times that you're going to have to, to pick up your own feet and take off or do what you need to do. And sometimes that's not always easy. And with that comes those other things that the enemy tries to bring fear, but we have no fear in this next year. So here's a couple of funny notes before we get started. The company goal put out their goal for 2018 was to accomplish the goals of 2017, which they should have been done in 2016 because they committed them in 2015 and planned them already during 2014. How about this exercise? Is that what you said? I thought you said extra fries. I want to give you six steps this morning on just helping bring success to your life about its time. We do a lot of things in America that are put off. There's things people will sell stuff because, hey, you don't have any interest to pay for the first five years. And you, we kind of think that's great. But, you know, if you miss a payment or anything goes wrong. Or if you don't do anything by the end of five years, you get all of that added isn't it time we started doing something different? Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. 
But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So our first thought this morning, we understand that God is wanting you to do something. I want you to understand that. He's got a plan for you. But my first thought, what do you want? What do you want? So in other words, if you're understanding, I know God has this whole thing. He's got the big picture. But what do you want? What is it? What part do you play? What do you want? You need to be specific about the things that you want. If you have some goals, we're going to talk about just the time. We, we've let time go by where we just don't have any goals. We, we would make, when our kids were smaller, we would make them write out goals for each year, put it in an envelope, and we would seal it. And then at the, they could read it later at the, the end of the, that year. What goals do you have? And I mean, sometimes we'd say we need goals. You know, sometimes they're just, I want to eat as many cheeseburgers as I can in. You know, they could be silly goals. No, no, no. We want goals with your life goals, not what your favorite restaurant is and how many times you want to eat there. But I mean, purposeful goals. What is it that you want? And you need to be specific. If you want to get to where you want to be, you need to start describing what you want. You never reach a vague goal. I will say that one more time. You never reach a vague goal. It's too great. If you, you know, if I have had goals for, for the weight that I've taken, I had to have a goal and I, you know, I'm getting close to it, but here's the goal. I can't just say, well, you know, I mean, I could say that, but I want a specific thing that I can reach for. The more general your goals are, the less power it has. The more specific, the more power. If you shoot at nothing, one wise person said, you'll definitely hit it. Ask yourself these questions. What do I want to be? What do I want to have? What do I want to do? And here's the most important. Why do I want it? What do I want to be, what do I want to have, what do I want to do, and why? You need to find out why. Part of the reasons for us not reaching our goals or taking the time to get to where God wants us to be is because we really don't want to define our why. If we define our why, then we know why we do what we do. We know our purpose. We know what our, our function is. We know why. Why, you know, the parts of your engine in your car, there's a reason there is a key. It goes into the ignition, which ignites the starter, which does this and does that. It has a purpose. It has a function. I can't just know what. Because if, if what is all, I, this is what I need to do. I need to know why. Because if when the times get tough, and how many of those times can get rough? Even if, you, especially if you have a goal, boy, isn't that the time if you make a goal, let's just talk about food. Want to? <laughs> Thank you. Somebody's really honest there. No, don't want to talk about food right now. Thank you very much. But let's just say this. If you're saying, you know what, I am, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to eat any more carbs for whatever. Somebody will knock at your door almost instantaneously with a Donato's pizza or some such wonderful thing. 
or you'll get invites to lunch. I would, you know, there'd be times that I'd tell Kim, I'd say, well, I feel like the Lord wanted me to fast today and tomorrow. Man, I would have people come out, pastor, let's go. We're going to lunch. My treat. I can't go. I mean, a couple of times, you know, you didn't want to tell anybody, so I wouldn't say anything. And then we'd go there. What do you want? I'll just I'll take some water. No, dude, you can get whatever you want. I know. Water. You know, there's something about that. There's going to be times that it's going to struggle. But, but if you understand your purpose, your why, then you kind of get it. Then it's bigger than your what. It's bigger than I'm just doing this just to do this because I have a reason. There is a reason that propels me or pushes me past it. Are you with me today? It's my motivation. Life is full of what if, what if, what if. If we do that, we'll lose our goal to worry. Worry is one of the enemy's arsenal that he'll throw at you. If you don't know your why, I love what my wife will say. She said, if I get a word from God, then I'm good. Because during that time, you know, the enemy's going to try to get that word. That's what he comes to do. There's scripture that talks about that. When the word's sown, he comes to take it out. Some, some let it go deep. Some let it stay on the surface. You know the whole story. So what I'm telling you is the enemy's after that word. But if you know your why, come on somebody. You know why God's telling you to do this. Because there's something at the end that is propelling you. That is going to help your what. Because you know your why. Here's our second thought for this morning. Because I thought, well man, where do I start? You can start where you are. Start where you are. You know what happens? Most people, well, I'm going to start when I get everything completely right. That's why there's a why we don't do anything because we ain't ever going to have everything completely right. There's things that happen that you can't control. There's things that are out of your control. There's things that, that if you wait, I'm going to wait till all my ducks are in a row. The enemy will try to make sure that you don't get a lot of ducks in a row. Determine your present position. Here's where I am. Aren't you glad that the love of God takes you right where you are? God doesn't say clean up and then I'll come in. God just says, come to me. Just come to me. If you're burdened and heavy laden, I'll take you. Just come, come just the way you are. Before, while we were sinners, he still died. Before you ever knew him, Jesus said, I love you. That's my why. I have to know where I am so that I can know where I'm going. I need to be able to go, you know, at least I might not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm on my way. Because I've defined my why. I've asked myself these questions. Where am I now? Spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, relationally. You can, I mean, you can put all these things in there occupationally, you know, this is what I want to do and all that. Yes, this is what I want to do. So don't, yeah, this is what I'm called to do. I get that. But I mean, I have to ask myself, am I, am I growing? I don't want to just be on cruise the rest of my life. Do you know, God's always going to stretch you. I, I, I try to read books all the time. I like to, you know, I'm not saying I'm an avid reader, but in some cases, I guess I am. I, I like to read books and, um, and I, I just put little goals on my list. I want to, and here's my why, because if I, if I continue to read and to go after God, I get wisdom, I get knowledge, brings peace, brings answers. 
It helps keep me rooted and grounded. That's my why. I like certain things like that, but I have to start asking myself, all right, so where am I now? Secondly, I'll ask myself this. If I'm not happy, what would I change? If there's something that's not working or something that I don't like, is it, what would I change? Can I make the change? My friends, listen to me. If we're looking at time for making goals, time for asking God, God is already ready. He's already helped us, but we have to tap into that. And he's waiting on us to get our why matched with his word. How many knows his word is never wrong? So we get in with his word and we understand now. How many knows the Lord wants, he wants you to have a good life. He wants you to live good. He wants you to be healthy. That means we have to line up with that. That, you know, we've prayed. If you prayed this, I've prayed this. We've all laughed about it. Lord, take all the calories out of all these Twinkies. I don't think there's, I don't think that happens. It sounds good. But there's got to be a part where we have to use our restraint, our self-control. It's a gift and a fruit of the Spirit to be able to go, you know what? I can have a Twinkie, maybe not 15. Because my why, I want to live long. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to be on board with what He wants. Nobody knows your dreams better than you or God. You know what you've envisioned. You know what God has told you. And sometimes we just, we don't want to share any of those. Some, some maybe you shouldn't share. Maybe they're personal. I don't know. But we don't want to share those because if we were afraid, they won't come to pass. In this next year, I want you to live with no fear. I want you to understand that if God put that dream in you, and he put that desire, and you can assess where you are, and it gets your why, you can have exactly what he said. Here's thought number three. Use the Bible. When you set a goal, don't focus on the problem. You can recognize the problem, but focus on the promise. I heard on the radio on uh, K-Love the other day, they were talking about Again, weight loss, because everybody has goals for weight loss at the first of the year, you know, and we're gonna, I'm going to lose. And did you make your goal? You know, did you hit your goal last year? And one guy said, you know, no, I'm really down on myself because I missed. I wanted a goal by this day and I missed it by one pound. And so he was singing the blues. And the other announcer said, what? Basically, I'm just paraphrasing. You should be happy that you were one pound within your goal. You should be rejoicing over what you did instead of throwing everything in the turlet. Didn't we have somebody in our family that used to say turlet instead of toilet? Just throw it. Don't throw it all away. I mean, so what if you missed it, but at least you're heading in the right direction. Come on. At least you're done. And that just means here's some changes. Why did I miss my goal? Was it impossible to get to? Nothing's impossible with God. But understand, we need goals that will stretch us. We may not be able to get all of those on our physical self, but God is pointing us in the right direction. But rejoice in those things that you've been able to do. Use the Bible. Revelation 12, 11 says this. One of my favorite scriptures. And they defeated him. Who are they defeating? It's the enemy. By the blood of the Lamb, that means if you're in covenant with God, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now you're in blood covenant, 
with him. So you defeated him already by that. And the word of their testimony, life and death is in your mouth. What you say, what you believe comes out of that belief system. So you need to understand I'm not only in covenant, but I've got a word. Get yourself a word. What is your goal? Find your goal. Well, I'm, I'm tired of being depressed and I'd be finding my Bible. I'd be opening my Bible and get me some scriptures on joy. And I would get me a word. And every time I'd have a depressed thought, I'd say the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I begin to quote that out loud because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, you know, people say, well, Brett, what happens if I have to quote that a thousand times? What happens if you have to quote it a thousand times? Well, what if it doesn't go away? What if it does? It's going to affect your belief system. You have to anchor to something that's bigger than you. And that's God. God will always be with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And the size of your God can help determine the size of your goal. We're going to talk next week about just being big. God, you're just big. But if you don't see him as big, your goal might be, well, I don't know. I can see him doing that for this person, but I can't see him doing it for you. Because that mentality is like a grasshopper. That's not a promised land takeover mentality. That's a mentality that says, you know what, we can't. We can't do this. These are giants and we are like grasshoppers in their sight and ours. That's they quoted that in the Bible. Those are the people that spied the promised land out. But there's thank God there's a couple people that said we can go right now. Let's take it. You know, let's just do this right now. What kind of a person are you? Use the Bible. Don't look at your limitations. Last time I checked, God is not limited to anything. Did you know there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible? Man, that's a lot of promises. Once you found a promise, then you start praying for success. I got people that go, you know, is it okay to do that? Can we pray for success? Why don't you pray for failure? Duh. That's stupid. Dear God, just help me lose in everything I try. That's not even right. God wants you to succeed. He wants you to be a positive force. This world needs to see fruit from people that are saying, you know what? It doesn't matter. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Keep your motive right. Father, help me. As I set these goals, you help me to keep you in the center of everything. I'm just telling you, if it's not a selfish act... If it's one that'll help people, it'll help you, it'll better relationships, it'll better the kingdom, God's behind it. If it's one that's selfish and it's self-centered and it's prideful or arrogant and it's just all about you, you might want to rethink that one because that's probably why it hasn't come to pass. Do you pray about your goals? Let me tell you, the devil hates goals and deadlines and he's going to get you afraid. So many times, even just in my life, if I put a deadline, then guess what he's, you know, it won't happen by the deadline, it won't happen by the deadline, we will have this done, I won't have the weight off, I won't have this, I won't have that. And he hates deadlines because he, he, if you get behind God, you can reach what God has put in your heart. Some of us just don't believe that. We're afraid to say anything. I found the more that I speak God's word, if his word is true, people say, oh, I believe every word of it. Well, then do you really? 
Because it says it doesn't come back void. It, it goes and does what it says it's going to do. So if I believe that and his word says I'm healed, guess what? I'm healed. If his word says I'm prosperous and so is my household, then I'm prosperous. So is my household. It says I can be debt free. I can be debt free. Brett, you don't know my house payment. I don't have to know your house payment. I'm not, then you make a goal and start declaring now. I declare every day, thank you, God, my accounts are overflowing and I'm financially independent and I'm debt free. Your actions do speak louder than words. It says a couple things about us. If you can watch somebody and what they do, sometimes they don't have to say anything. You can figure this out. If you won't pray over your goals, they're probably not goals, they're just suggestions. Did you ever think that God said, I'm going to give you, Moses, these ten suggestions? He gave you commandments. Here's, here's ten things. Man, you can do these things and these will protect you. These will help you. Pray over your goals. They're not suggestions. Or are they just a whim? I just... Mm. If you're depending on God to help you, then you'd be asking God in these areas. Father, you know where you're weak at. God, I need your help in this. Thank you, Father, for strengthening me. Again, we determine our present position. We decide what we want. We find a promise. We find a word. We hold on to it, claim it, and we ask God for help and direction. Here's number four. Let me ask you this. What's stopping you? Isn't it time that you stopped what's stopping you? What is stopping you? Identify what's stopping you. You know, as a just being as honest as I can, because this has been my, my track for these last several months, but you know, there's always a holiday or a birthday or a special event. Somebody's always having one. I'm going to start my diet. And I'm going to do this, or I'm going to start my lifestyle change. I'm going to do this with, you know, how I eat and all this stuff. And then it's, uh, there's always something, isn't there? What do you do with that? Well, okay. And you can, there's nothing wrong with enjoying, you know, I enjoyed Christmas. I enjoyed Thanksgiving. The scale enjoyed it with me. But then I took it back off. But again, just knowing, okay. But again, because I took the time to assess where I'm at, and know what I'm going to do and have a plan. Do you have a plan? What's stopping you? The Lord has told Kim and I all kinds of different things. Not just with food. I mean, I got a leg that weighs what she weighs. I'm talking about just stuff. We could complain to God about stuff. I remember us complaining. She complained to God. I've complained to God. You ever complained to God? God, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. We need to go on vacation and we don't have any money. And God said, you didn't even save a dollar. When we were doing devotion, she said, God said, we don't even save a dollar. We're both like, we don't even save a dollar. He's just telling us truth. Again, identifying where we're at. Because if we don't put our hand to doing this, if we don't submit, come on. To what God is telling us and to do it in the way that he wants us to do it. How many knows God's way is always right? I mean, it might not even reason out. I'll tell you what, Jehoshaphat, you're going to go down and take that army. 
Send those dudes with the instruments first. Those aren't weapons, God. Did you see? That's not a hatchet. It's a tuba. And, you know, you want them to go down there and at least be playing something like. No, no, they're just playing, you know, some praise song. But see, here's the thing we got to understand when we submit to God, it isn't for us. It's for him. That song that they sang in Jehoshaphat wasn't to stir them up as much as to stir God up. What am I? I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm this is real practical teaching right now. This is just saying you can do this. The goals, this could be your year. What would you look like with, with whether it's a weight loss goal or whether it's just a financial goal or whether it's, you know what, we're going to do a vacation. We had decided we needed a vacation. You ever need a break? So we started saying, okay, God, we don't even save a dollar. Let's change that. You know how that's going to change? God didn't send the money angel and plant a tree in our front yard that every day we went out and picked off the money. I'm putting my hand to it. No, he said the money that came through our household, we had to start. So we started saving our change. We started saving a dollar here and a dollar there. We started putting our hand to it. And next thing you know, our change paid for the cabin that we went to for a week. And we were letting all that money go through our hands all that time. Say amen to that. I mean, we were doing that to ourselves and we were blaming everybody else. We were blaming the enemy because we wouldn't control what's happening to us. Come on. And it's time that we took the time as believers to go, you know what, God, I'm I'm going to be accountable for who I am and what I do. So what's stopping you? Sometimes we just don't have the confidence in ourselves and we hinder ourselves because we don't see ourselves. We have that grasshopper mentality. Identify what's stopping you. On the way to church today, I could see ahead of me, and I could see that the train was stopped on the tracks right here behind the building. So I immediately was able to go around and went over the overpass. And I told Kim, I said, train stopped on tracks. She said, yep, saw it. What I'm saying is, I could see that block. So I, I went another route. What's stopping you? Can you see it? Can, if you can identify it, then you can beat it. You're going to need to identify it because you don't need something just coming at you from all, you know, here and there and there. Identify what is your barrier? What is stopping you? Well, every time I want to lose weight, somebody gives me a cheesecake. Well, put it in the freezer. Do whatever you got to do. Find out what your barrier is and then make a change. Here's number five. You're going to need a plan. Get a step-by-step plan. Make a plan. Now, you're going to say to me, Brett, this is going to take some time. Yeah. It's going to take you a few minutes just to figure this out. What is it that you want? God, what are you calling me to do? What is it that I'm gifted to do? We do giftings tests in this room just in week three, just so that we can find out so you already know what you like to do. But we want to be able to put you in where you're gifted at so that you can flourish. 
so that you can make connections and you feel good about who you are because God put those gifts in you. You know there's some people in this room in the sound of my voice that can draw really good. Some people that can play really good, sing really good. There's some of us that want to do that, but we can't do that. We're gifted in other ways. So God, what is it? What is it I'm gifted in? What could I do? So we need a step-by-step plan. So how do I intend to get there if I know what my goal is? What's your goal? If it's weight loss, here's the weight I want to weigh at. I want to see what I look like when I get to this weight. How am I going to get there? We used to ask people different things. and Some people are very vague because they get afraid of somebody beating them. We went to Michigan for years, and there's these guys. My, my dad's in the building. He'll remember this. My mom would remember this, too. My sister. <laughs> Everybody that went to Michigan as a family, we remember this. There's guys, we called them the walleye boys. And they'd go out in Mullet Lake, and they'd catch these beautiful walleye. Walleye's a great-eating fish. And they'd come back, and there's a fish house at the camp we stayed at, and that's in the center of the camp. And so people go out there to clean their catch, and then everybody in the camp would be like, ooh, somebody's in the fish house. And they'd, you know, because inquiring minds want to know, they would go to the fish house to see what they caught. These guys have these beautiful fish. And so my dad said, son, go ask them where they catch the fish. So I said, you know, because, you know, sometimes a boy, you know, could go, hello, hi, hi there, sir. You know, I guess, I don't know. So I said, where, 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 where did you get the fish? And this is what the guy answered, water. <laughs> Pretty vague, isn't it? He wasn't going to tell anybody where their fishing spot was. So this was the plan. Let's follow them. So we figured out when they were leaving. So we just got ready. We got in the boat and we just, we couldn't keep up with them, but we knew the direction they were going and we followed them. And sure enough, we got to the spot where they, we got, and we, there's a whole nother story with that. We started catching walleye and a big storm came up. That's a whole nother story. But what I'm saying is they were vague with their answer. So we needed a step-by-step plan. Even in this, for instance, my dad's like, we'll follow them. We'll get up in the morning. They leave at this time and so will we. So start asking yourself, what's my timetable? When do I want to see this? You can make this vague and you can go, you know what, I'm going to get to that. And you'll never get to it. If you put it in a pile, I'm going to go through that stuff. And you don't go through it. Because sometimes our human nature, because life can get busy and I get it. But if it's really important to you, then you need to make time for what's important to you. Did you know 95% of Americans have no written goal? 95%. Recent Harvard study showed that the 5% that do write down their goals and do what I'm trying to tell you today or teach you today are the most and the highest earning people in the nation. Successful people are willing to put in the time that others aren't willing to do. Most of America lives for the moment. We have slogans. If it feels good, do it. You know, that kind of thing. Dave Ramsey says this, live... Now, like no one else, so later you can live like no one else. That's the same theory. When we grew up, that was called the grasshopper and the ant. Remember that little cartoon? A couple of you do. It was probably before your time, back in my time, back in the day. 
But basically, the ants worked, and the grasshopper just took all the fun and all the time, and he didn't care. By wintertime, the ants had all their food stored up, and they were living the life of Riley, so to speak, and the grasshopper was freezing because he took no time to get ready. The Bible does a story much like that, like the ten virgins, the five that got their oil and got ready and the five that didn't. Which one do you want to be like? The difference between you and the successful is your perspective on what your purpose is and then doing something about it. You can be one of those successful. I don't want to drift through life. It's my choice, and it does matter. Let me say this. You didn't get where you are overnight. You probably won't get out overnight. People tell me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I want God to bless me financially. My first question when people ask me that, are you tithing? No. Okay, that would be your first step, because if you want God to bless you, then let's let's go biblically what he says. It's going to take some time. Sometimes people go, I did it one. I, I tied last week. Nothing happened. So I'm not tithing no more. We have to understand that's a hard issue. This has never been about us. It's about the kingdom and the money that we have is actually all God's. We just have the ability to give back to him because he's asked for 10 percent and use the other 90, which is still really his. We might have to do, here's a four-letter word for us, we might have to work, W-O-R-K. The people who succeed in life are people who do what they don't feel like doing. How many parents don't feel like getting up every day, going to work, to pay the mortgage or whatever? Sometimes that's no fun, is it? When it's four degrees out, Let's establish goals and do God's will. Sometimes in this world, we have to delay gratification because this world is, again, we get mad. Maddie, I took Maddie through the drive-thru the other day, and I didn't get mad, but I saw people pull out of the drive-thru because I don't know what problem they were having at McDonald's, but it was not quick. And when we go through a drive-thru, we want it quick. We want, give me my cheeseburger, give it to me now. Give me my cheeseburger, you know, whatever. Because we live in an in a entitlement society. Uh, we need everything we need, we need it right now. When we are walking with God, you're going to have to use that, again, that self-control. Because your payoff will be down the road. Not everything. But how many understand what I'm saying? There's going to be some times you're going to have to, if you want to save, it's going to take you some time to save. You want to get out of debt, you're going to have to put your hand to it. You want to take off weight, there is no magic pill. You're going to have to put your hand to that. Get a support team. Get some people around you that will help you and that will encourage you and say, great job, keep it up, keep it up. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. It's good at times to make a quick decision, but not always. It's best to make the right decision. Success is never a one-man job. God made it that way. He wants us to work together in unity. He wants us to love one another. He wants us to help each other, bear one another's burden. And here's our last thought, and we'll be finished. It's up to you. So you're going to have to pay the price of that. If these are goals that you want, if this is something that you're saying, you know what, this is going to be my year. This is the year that I'm going to break this. This is the year that I'm going to kick this habit. This is the year that I'm going to be free. This is the year that I'm going to do this. This is the year that we're going to see progress. This is the year. Then you've got to pay that price. You must be willing to pay for it to get it. 
Because salvation is free, but it is the walk that costs you. In other words, Jesus did everything we needed to be saved. But then once we are a believer, then we got to walk that out. Great goals require great sacrifice. So ask yourself, what's it going to cost? Am I willing to give that? And is it worth it? Those all wrap up in your why. What's it going to cost? I got a grandbaby on the way. I'm going to be a grandpa. I've never even thought of myself as a grandpa. And I remember telling my kids stories. Before long, I'll get to tell my grandkids stories. And so that, that's exciting me, but that's part of my why. That's wrapped up into me getting healthy because I want to be around to tell my kids stories. Mark 8.36 says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? We have to start investing in the kingdom. I want to count the cost. Do you have goals? Are you willing to make those changes to make that happen? Is it time? I know I'm not just speaking to dead space because I know the Lord had me bring this up. This is going to be your year. 2018 is going to be your year. It's going to be your year for you know you're going to break through. You know it. You need to see it. You need to see yourself free. What would it be like to be free? I'm going to share this and we're done. My wife has got the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. She's got the whitest teeth I've ever seen. Now, I'm, I'm sharing this story, just, but when, I'm, when I met her, I, I don't remember her teeth. They've never not been white. But I remember they, there were some crooked teeth in there. And when she would really laugh, and she is a hoot, when she really starts laughing, she's a hoot. But she would laugh, and she would cover her mouth because of her teeth. She was self-conscious about her teeth. You ever been self-conscious about anything? I mean, I have. It wasn't really my teeth, but other areas of uh, you know my looks or whatever, you, you, know, you get conscious about or whatever. And God had provided a way for us to get her teeth straightened and taken care of and all that. And I remember one of the first times, you know, our family was together and our family likes to yuck it up. We, we have laughed till our sides have hurt. And, and she was laughing. And I remember the Lord having me look at her and there were, her hands were not over her mouth. She was not, <laughs> she was just laughing. Her teeth were completely straight. They were always white, but they were just... So what I'm telling you is she had to help with me. We put our hand to something that was a desire. Come on. That was a dream. That was a wish. And God made it happen. And I remember that time saying, look at her now. The Lord did that. Now you could say, well, but he used an orthodontist. Yes, he did. And he provided a way to make that all financed. I did it all. We paid cash for it. We were able to do everything we could do. What I'm telling you is this. There's nothing that God cannot do. Whatever you're dealing with right now, what is your goal? No fear in this next year. It's time to get this thing started. It's time for you to have that breakthrough. See yourself with that breakthrough. Whether it's weight loss, whether it's finances whatever it is maybe it's a family member coming back see your whole family together 
God, what do you want me to do to do that? Get a step-by-step plan. Put your hand to it. Declare only positive out of your mouth. Get the word of God. Use the word of God, knowing that it will do exactly what it's set out to do. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.